Holding on to anger is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Hello. So what are you thinking? You're listening to the Healthy Mind, Healthy Self Show. I'm your host, Martha Alvarez, psychotherapist and life coach. And this is a place for you to explore your thoughts, emotions and behaviors so that you can make more mindful choices, achieve those things that you so desire. So tune in and enjoy. Hey there, welcome to today's episode. Thanks for joining me, where today we're going to explore the roots of anger. And this is not a complete podcast on anger. It has so many elements, but I'm hoping that I can give you a good overview of some of the things that happen with anger, why it occurs, different types of angers, and offer you tips on how you can manage it, make some changes. All right, let's start with anger. What is it? It's an emotion. It's experienced by everyone. It's mental. It's physical. Actually, anger is a secondary emotion, meaning it is fueled by another emotion or by a feeling, the one that comes up initially. So feelings are usually those things that we initially feel when something happens, and then feelings can sometimes turn into emotions. If they don't pass, they get deeper, stronger, more sustaining. All right. And and when it comes to anger, some of these emotions and these feelings that we're talking about are associated with disappointment, frustration, maybe to mistreatment, rejection, fear, injustice, abuse, sadness, loss, grief. There's a lot of things that are at the bedrock of anger. All right. So what differs is how we deal with it how individually, how it manifests. And what I mean by that, it's the intensity, how it's felt, the threshold of the anger, how long it lasts, the thinking patterns associated with it, the behavioral components, how it shows up, and our ability individually, how to regulate it. And of course, the willingness to let go of it. Some people are not willing to let go of their anger. It serves them in different ways. All right. So, When we talk about anger, we think of it as a response that puts blame or wrongdoing onto someone else. But for today, I want you to also consider what it does to you, the the person experiencing anger, because everyone experiences anger. So let's explore what happens in your body, in your brain when we deal with anger. First of all, we got to talk about the amygdala that part of the brain associated with emotions, particularly fear and anger and anxiety, all sorts of emotions. Your amygdala is activated and this happens because that's a survival mechanism. It activates the fight or flight response. It's part of your limbic system and it does a real good job at perceiving threat. And when it does, it sets off a series of events, chain reaction of sorts of hormones that are released in what we call the stress response. You may have heard of the HPA axis. Who are these players? Well, the amygdala signals the hypothalamus. The hypothalamus signals the pituitary gland. The pituitary gland signals the adrenal glands. And the adrenal glands start secreting cortisol, adrenaline, and noradrenaline, which are hormones. 
So when that happens, your neurons and the cells are affected. The increase of these hormones actually impacts your brain functioning, physically and functionally. You can actually start getting a loss of neurons called atrophy. It could actually impair your thought processing, your judgment, your decision-making, your memory, your emotional regulation. These are things that are happening in your brain because of this flood of excess of these hormones. Your blood sugar can become dysregulated. Maybe your weight is affected by weight gain. You can have intestinal problems, headaches, mood changes, libido, sleep issues, weird pains in your body, your immune system can get weakened, you can have vision problems, your thyroid perhaps is functioning at a decreased function. I mean, all these things can damage your body and your mind. And these damaging effects linger even after your anger passes. So the anger is not only related to your body physically and your brain, but it's also on a spirit level in your soul because it's exhausting. It robs you from your joy, your peace. It affects the quality of your life. It influences not only you, but all those people that you have around you, your family, your friends, your co-workers. So it's important to learn how to deal with it. The anger that you're experiencing, either from within, meaning internally, or from someone else, externally. It's important to learn how to deal with it, how to manage it, how to identify it, to take action so these things don't happen. And way more things can happen, both good and bad, because, you know, not all anger is bad, right? It's neither good or bad. It's the effects that it has that are good or bad. And I want to stop and make a big caveat. When anger becomes volatile, dangerous, abusive, meaning that there's physical violence, threats, intimidation, emotional damage, that is never okay. And I always recommend that you seek professional help on how to deal with that. And that is not the scope of today's episode, but I do want you to make that distinction and know that it's just not okay. All right. So like I said, there's different types of angers and today we're not addressing all of them, but it's almost like the tip of the iceberg, like I mentioned. All right. So in simple terms, anger is all about being upset. One reason that perhaps this is happening is related to unfulfilled expectations, either for yourself or from others. This includes intentions that did not work out. Often it's a response to hurt or to fear. You may have felt a sense of injustice, and you can identify this when you're thinking or staying, saying statements like, oh, this shouldn't be happening, I don't deserve this, that's not fair, that's not right, that's so messed up. That all has to do with expectations, okay? So that prompts a big question for you to realize what are your expectations? Are they realistic? Are they inclusive? Meaning, you know, do they involve other people? Are they flexible? This is an area for you to explore. Definitely a big correlation between anger and unfulfilled expectations. Okay. So that's one area. Second one has to do with the aspect of communication. Because poor communication often leads to anger, and angry people can often be poor communicators. 
We see this in aggressive communication. We see this in passive aggressive communication, which is basically being pissed off and not really saying it, but acting it out in other ways. Part of this subset of communication includes resentment, which is where you're really angry and you've been hurt and you are holding this against someone or something or even yourself and it's not showing up in a healthy manner. So you may want to consider how your anger connects with your communication style and both internally and externally, internally by the story you're telling yourself, by the thoughts you're having, externally on the words you're using, the communication you're using with other people. And obviously all this relates, you can apply this to yourself and you can apply this to with someone else, like your partner or something like that. These are all questions for both of you as it relates to anger. The third aspect is an element that involves trauma. Anger and trauma go together. It's a response to trauma that is usually unhealed. It can show up in so many ways. Some of them include repressed anger, which can be part of depression. Repressed anger can show up as being a people pleaser in paranoia, in passive aggressive stances, in aggressive ways, externalized anger, and even in internalized anger such as self-harm. When trauma exists and you're angry and you haven't healed that, it's still part of the pain that you're feeling, angry outburst will often show up. And some of the trauma can stem from your family of origin things. I say some because not all trauma happens from childhood or from family instances. A lot of it does, but not everything does. Sometimes we can experience trauma later in life as an adult, and that still applies. It's an element of anger and trauma. But I want you to think if as a child you were discouraged or punished or shamed or silenced or ignored when you tried to express yourself, if that happened, are you pissed off about it? Was that okay? Are you at peace with that? Because all this can relate to your anger. All this can be part of a bigger topic that is also you know, part of anger, which has to do with abandonment issues. Again, a lot of sadness and grief and loss and frustration involved in all these concepts. They're not that neat. They're complex. There's a lot of different parts to them. All right. Moving along, I'm going to mention the fourth one, which is repressed anger, which is a quieter form of anger. And it can look like frustration or annoyance. And deep down inside, you could be bottling up a whole lot of resentment. And it could, sh- it could show up paired with perfectionistic traits or OCD tendencies. Perhaps you're very self-righteous or over-controlling. And this can be a way of unconsciously punishing other people due to your own resentment. So repressed anger is a real thing, and it happens at a uh, subconscious level. It's not something that you are 
planning out in advance and, you know, making schemes and how to, what to do with it, it shows up, it's flying on in the background under the radar, but it is there. So uh, pay attention to repressed anger and how it shows up in yourself and in others. As I mentioned, these are just some of the things that trigger being angry. There is so much more that we can explore in this topic, and it's beyond the scope of today's short episode. But nevertheless, it's important for you to take time to think about anger, how it's affecting you, how it shows up in your life, internally and externally, how it relates to others, how you could be unconsciously sustaining it by your choices, by your behaviors, your thoughts, your expressions. There are people involved associated with your anger. There are circumstances, things that surround you that are part of your anger. Maybe there's boundaries that you need to create for yourself and for others as it relates to this anger, this hurt, this loss, this, you know, complex events and feelings that you have been having that are inside of you. And honestly, it's a lot. It's a deep dive and it requires guidance and support. I suggest you get that from a trained professional that can help you unpack all of it because it can get complicated. One thing can lead to another thing. And before you know it, you're down a giant rabbit hole of emotions that can be very overwhelming. But for the sake of today's episode, I'm going to offer you a starting point and things that you can do to release these types of anger that are not helping you, that are not for your highest good. I want you to, again, keep in mind that not all anger is bad anger. Some of the biggest things that have changed in the world that perhaps have been injustices that have not created equality have happened because of angry people. And sometimes part of it is an unpleasant journey towards that. But in the end, good things happen because of anger. So again, not all anger is bad anger. Just identify as such. It is an emotion. It is something that we can manage, we can deal with, we can explore. So I'm going to offer you tips. All right. So let's go. First tip, don't suppress your anger. Emotions don't just disappear. You got to do something with them. I mean, if you think they're disappearing, they're just probably, you know, swept under the rug. In the case of anger, I want you to create awareness over it. I want you to know how it shows up, when it shows up. I want you to understand the link between the events and your feelings, the circumstances that happen and how you feel about them. If they are making anger show up and the intensity of it, I want you to know that. I want you to notice how your thoughts and your feelings are connected, especially when it comes to anger, but it applies to all emotions. So that's my first tip. Don't suppress it, you know, bring it out, work with it, get comfortable with it. Your second tip is I want you to notice how you displace your anger by lashing out, by blaming, by denying. Are you transferring old hurts to your current situation? That's common. When you're triggered, I want you to ask yourself, does this feel familiar? Does it remind me of a time in my life? And what do I need? What do I need in order not to feel this way? And I'll give you a tip. It's probably something that you did not receive. Maybe it's like being seen or heard or understood or loved or accepted or valued. So when you displace anger to others, meaning the anger 
you know, is coming out and somebody else is on the receiving end, you always want to explore your own relationship with that emotion, in this case, anger. That is my second tip. Third, I want to offer you a more practical strategy, which is to do an anger dump. What does that look like? Take a piece of paper, write everything down, everything that you have on your mind about why you're angry, what it looks like, whatever comes up. Don't reread it. Don't edit it. Don't try to make sense of it. For now, just let it out. I am angry because that is your prompt. Just start writing. And once, you know, you're somewhere after you've written a little while into that, you may want to ask your anger on paper, what positive action can I take to feel better? So separate yourself from an anger. Imagine if it's a different entity and, you know, talk to it. What do I need? Perhaps that's a timeout from someone or from a circumstance. Maybe it's to rest. Maybe it's to learn how to communicate better. Perhaps it's to have more love and compassion for yourself. How would you begin to do that? Maybe it's to agree to be imperfect. Perhaps you need to set boundaries for yourself, for others. Maybe you got to learn how to say no. So there's things that you need that your anger is trying to tell you. Your anger is full of information. There is a reason why it is showing up. It's not this big bad guy just coming to wreak havoc. You can actually use it to grow, to change, to up-level your life, yourself, all right? So do your anger dump. Nobody has to see it. You don't have to share it, but do it. The fourth tip is I want to remind you that you actually can do a reset. So when you do a reset, you understand that things pass and you have the power to help things pass more quickly. So I want, to, I want you to give yourself that choice always. Remind yourself, hey, I can do a reset. It's like, let's start over. Let's just choose another thought. Let's choose a different emotion. And part of the ways you can do that is to take a deep breath, a deep breath to help you regulate your physiological response, all that stuckness, that tense feeling that you have in your body. I want you to activate your parasympathetic nervous system by placing one hand on your heart, your other hand on your stomach. Close your eyes and just take a nice breath in through your nose. Exhale it through your mouth. Long exhales are beautiful. They work wonderfully. You're connecting with your heart, with your stomach, your soul, and you are releasing what does not belong in your body at this moment, which is this super intense feeling. Another way that you can do a reset is to get physical. Go out for a run, a walk, stretch, activate your body. Maybe you want to clean the house, but, but get moving. Do something physical. That act in itself, it's going to let go of other hormones that are feel-good hormones. So getting active works. It works really quickly. I really suspect that that is one of them that you can try and that you will see immediate results. Fifth tip 
is a concept called self-distancing. When we self-distance, you're replaying the situation with only the facts, as if you're watching the, the story, whatever's happening, from a video camera that's located in the corner of your room. Only the facts, not the interpretations. You can hear the words, you can see the actions, but you're not assigning a meaning to them. You're only seeing the observable action, and this can reduce the harmful interpretations of what you think is happening, which is often what causes the most pain. I want to remind you that not all things that are happening and that you think of are facts. People do things, say things, and act in ways for different reasons. Even if you know your person really well and they hurt you, it may not be because of the reason that you were thinking. Okay. And when you self distance, you remove yourself from being emotionally involved in that situation. You see it from the outside. Like if, if you're a director in a movie and you're writing, you're rewriting the script. It's a concept that we use in NLP neuro linguistic programming. It's effective, it works, it creates some space, it diffuses the charge, it allows a new window, a new possibility of, of emotions and thoughts to emerge. So that is self-distancing. Now, the last one I want to talk to you is about acceptance. It's difficult to accept unpleasant stuff when it happens. There's difficult things that are really hard to deal with. And I just want to remind you that you don't have to be a prisoner of these difficult, unpleasant situations. You don't have to like what's happened in the past or currently, but you do always have a choice on how you deal with difficult, unpleasant situations. You are not stuck in this forever. It can transform. You're not a prisoner. I want you to accept things that happen, breakups, divorces, death, losses, grief, all sorts of tough stuff happens. And again, this is not to say that you're okay with it, but often you don't have a choice. It's not like you can erase it from happening. You can't go back in the past. So you're left with accepting it and moving forward. And your thinking pattern matters a lot when it comes to this. You are not stuck. There's just so much more that I can say on this topic today. It's sort of the tip of the iceberg, like I said before. I want to help you through this. I feel that anger is something that most people struggle with. If there was less anger in the world, you know, we'd all live in such a better world. So many things happen because of misplaced anger. So let me know your thoughts on these concepts. These concepts, I'm here to support you. Remember, change is possible, even if you're dealing with someone else that may be displacing anger or showing up in a way that is not good for you, your family, your situation. You always have an option. You always have a choice on what to do with it. All right, my friends, until next week, think well, be well, and I'll catch you soon. Bye. One more thing. Thanks for listening to my Perfectly Imperfect show. Keep in mind that I'm sharing thoughts and experiences, and the information on this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health or medical professional. 
If you have a moment to leave a rating or a review, that would be great. It's a way of sharing so that more people can find the show and start making some small shifts. <laughs>